Now on WCHL, a page from D.G. Martin's Notebook. The most important lawyer in modern North Carolina history finally has a biography. This week, UNC Press is releasing Julius Chambers' A Life in the Legal Struggle for Civil Rights, written by Richard Rosen and Joseph Moser. If you do not agree with my assertion about the importance of Chambers, read the book. Then, then we'll talk. Chambers' work and the work of others he inspired are directly responsible for North Carolina casting off a culture of segregation and repression and replacing it with one of inclusion and opportunity. In their uh, book, the authors show in great detail how Chambers and his colleagues did it. Beginning in 1964, when Chambers opened his law practice in Charlotte, he initiated a whirlwind of legal actions that attacked and often overturned traditional discriminatory practices in education, employment, and government. The authors explained carefully and clearly the major legal cases and how the victories and defeats for Chambers came about. But, as the book's introduction explains, while his legal victories were his most notable achievements, his story is, quote, of necessity as much about the times as about the person. When Chambers was born in Montgomery County in 1936, Depression times were bleak, especially for rural blacks. However, uh, during these times, his father built a successful auto repair business, which provided enough income to send Chambers' older brother and sister to Laurenburg Institute, a nearby private high school for college preparation. Plans for Chambers to attend the school were dashed when a white customer of his dad walked away from a $2,000 bill and his father was unable to persuade any white lawyer to represent him. And therefore, Chambers lost the chance to attend Laurenburg. Years later, uh, the, the author's right, he would locate his choice to practice law in this moment. Well, I remember the uh, day in 1962 when I first heard the Chamber's name in a radio report that a Negro law student at the University of North Carolina School of Law had been appointed editor of the Law Review and received the highest grades in his class. Although he established himself near the top of his class during his first year, uh, there was no warm welcome at the law school. Chambers and his wife Vivian's feeling of isolation were compounded by their exclusion from any place in the life of the law school, and they could not help but resent the dismissive and demeaning treatment they encountered on campus. Well, a combination of great success and demeaning treatment would follow Chambers throughout his early professional career. In 1968, for instance, when uh, he began an oral, oral argument before the state Supreme Court, Chief Justice R. Hunt Parker, quote, stood up and left the courtroom, the Chief Justice returning only after Chambers concluded his presentation. Well, thanks to the changes that uh, Chambers' advocacy and his example forced on us and to the more welcoming attitudes that uh, uh, has accompanied them, such blatant public racism is rare. But Chambers would remind us that there is still much more to do. This is DG Martin.